Hey guys, this is Chris Agnello, the host of No Holding Back. Today we'll be discussing the MLS is Back tournament. So this is a tournament that was created uh, to take place in Orlando, where the whole league will be taking place into in a tournament and facing off against each other uh, in groups. So from groups A to F. And the way that the uh, the uh, groups are divided in are basically from east to west. So you will have three east groups and uh, three west groups. Uh, group A is the one that consists of the most teams, obviously because the league is uh, not equal in amount of teams that, the, that are present in the league. Uh, so there's three rules that were applied to uh, this uh, tournament. So instead of three substitutions which uh, usually occur in uh, regular soccer games or as you may call it football games you're allowed five subs you're allowed 23 players on your roster heading towards Orlando first tournament and yes video review will be included in this process so today I have my friend Jason here with me and we'll be discussing our predictions by creating a bracket starting from the group stages all the way to uh, round of 16 to the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and obviously the finals where we're going to be predicting our winner for this tournament and the most valuable player in this tournament. And if you hear any background music, uh, I, uh, I, I am very sorry about that. It's just that... Uh, it's windy outside, and I wanted to take my podcast outside today on this very gorgeous day in Montreal, so uh, excuse me for that. So, Jason, the floor is all yours, man. Hey, it's Jason, Chris's friend, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so, um, just uh, before we get into the MLS's back tournament for the uh, for the season, how, how, how are you feeling about this MLS's back tournament? Do you think this is the right approach that should have been taken due to the coronavirus shortening season 100 percent. there's no other way of doing it you can't have a, a 32 game season there's no time and space for that especially with no fans so you shorten it up now it's a month i think it's from uh, july to august yeah so it's from july 8th to if i'm not mistaken august 15 or something like that yeah so exactly so since it's shorter it's one month um Honestly, it's it's just a good way of coming back to the league and actually doing something this year and crowning a winner. Because, like I said, this this, this season's already been written off from the owners. Like, if they don't win the tournament, it's it's no people are gonna lose jobs. It's gonna be the way it is. But if you win, you get one point one million dollars. So I guess you could reinvest that into your team, or whoever wins could profit that money. And, and obviously, as local boys from Montreal, we're rooting for the Montreal Impact. So be any bias in this bracket that we both created uh we might disagree on what we initially agreed upon because things have changed obviously we forgot about that have left the team during this off season um also players that were um the uh so-called corona lockout so um, we're going to be starting with Group A. So, in Group A, we have Chicago Fire, Orlando City, Philadelphia Union, Inter Milan, New York FC, uh, and Nashville SC. So, um, for Group A, this is a team that consists of all Eastern teams. Um, so, in uh, for the first position, we have Chicago Fire with a record of 3-0-0. Um, Orlando City, 3-0-0, Philadelphia Union, 2-0-1, Inter Miami, 1, New York at City FC, 0-3-0, and Nashville SC, 0-3-0. And the reason why Chicago Fire is ahead of Orlando City is because I we both predicted that um, Chicago Fire will um, have more goals than Orlando City. And New York City FC... Has more goals in Nashville, obviously, but it doesn't really matter at this point because they're still. So you, you you just basically you just seeded it, uh, who's the top to bottom? Yeah, right now? yeah. So basically, me and uh, some other friends that are, are fans of the MLS both came up with this um, 
these predictions for the standings of the group stage. Uh, yeah. And the reason why, like, some teams like Orlando City and Philadelphia Union, even though they're average teams, you got to consider that Inter Milan, New York City FC, Nashville SC are all three um, expansion teams that really haven't done anything in the last couple of years. And Nashville SC and Inter Miami being the two newest expansion teams um, are not going to fare well in this tournament against uh, more competitive um, better caliber players, obviously more established MLS players and players in general in, in, the, in the football world. And obviously you have, um, what's it called again? Um, New York City FC that has never been the same since David Villa and Pirlo left the team. And they also had Frank Lampard as well. And he didn't really do that well due to injuries and uh, can't really blame him. Yeah, exactly. old. But... So out of Group A, you have how many teams coming out? There's only three. There's only two coming out. Well, from there, yeah, it's gonna right? be three because Philadelphia is in my. Um... Okay, so what's your three? What's your three coming? Yeah, out? so it's gonna be Chicago Fire, Orlando City, Philadelphia Union. The reason why Philadelphia Union and Orlando City are so up there is because I predict them basically demolishing teams like Inter Miami, New York City FC, and Nashville FC. And the reason why Philadelphia Union is the exception of making it out as the third place team because four out of the um, out of the six groups that are placed at third place with the best record continue around the 16. Yeah. So um, that, that, that goes for every group though. It doesn't just go for group A. Well, yeah. I mean, once the groups are all finished playing their games, everything is established, then they're going to look at the, th- the three uh, place seated teams. And if it is and if the records are tied, then they're obviously they're gonna go by goals and so on. Yeah. They, so there's a possibility of each team going on the west bracket around the sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Has, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for me, out of group A, I only have I only have um I have Miami and New York getting out of there. And then possibly Philadelphia, but I'm gonna go Miami and New York. Because Miami has the money and they have decent players off the bat. And I think New York, um, is they're, they're the same thing. They they have a team that's competitive. And, yeah, Philadelphia is right behind them. I completely rule out Chicago, Nashville. Nashville is a completely brand-new team. They have no chemistry. And Orlando is a toss-up. They have good games, and then they have really bad games. So I, I can't really predict where they're going to go. Like I said, in this tournament, uh, once you get momentum, that's the team that's going to And win. then again, uh, so. going back to the predictions, this is not based on the performances – of the teams before the uh, the coronavirus, this is based on like how I we view the teams as a whole from past experiences, yeah. from the transfer window, obviously from the players that they acquired and the players that they lost as well. But we never know. There's also we could be obviously this is just a prediction bracket, so we could always be wrong with that too. So um, yeah. yeah, so moving to Group B now. So in this group, it's a it's a Western group. So th- that consists of Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, San Jose Earthquakes, and the Vancouver Whitecaps. So the first place team in that group would be the Seattle Sounders, going with a record of two zero and one. FC Dallas tying their record with two zero and one, but Seattle trumping them due to having more goals. San Jose Earthquakes with an 0-2-1 record. And last place, Team Vancouver Whitecaps with an 0-2-1 record. But San Jose Earthquakes have, would have more goals. And that's because I think Wolandowski, even though he's 37 years old, he's still one of the key players on that San Jose team. And even though he might be past his prime, I still feel that he could put up more goals than any other player on the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good prediction. But for me, uh, I think Seattle and Vancouver. Seattle, obviously, they're they're a well-rounded team. They have uh, Morris on striker, and they have uh, Lodero in the midfield, so they're set there. And then uh, um, Vancouver, I'm gonna take Vancouver because he just got a new striker in Cavalini. I think he has to prove himself, even with the both two record. I think he's gonna have to prove himself. So I think there's a drive there. So I think those. But the thing with Cavalini is that, like, I was look. I, I know it was too early to predict already because it was just um, three games in the season. But he was very disappointing. He didn't really 
like show up to games. I mean, show. But that's the MLS. That's the MLS for you. You, it's, it's, you. It takes time to get into groove. You're not a Zlatan who comes in and scores right away. You're not a drug boy who gets a hat trick. You know? So for him to be established player in the league, he needs time and he has to adapt to situation. That's, that's, that's they the still MLS. had Davies on their on their lineup, which was uh, sold to Bayern Munich eventually. Davies is uh, is world class talent. Now. Like he, I would, he wouldn't have been here even. Even if they I would have never thought that a Canadian player would have made such an impact on like a team like Bayern Munich. Usually, like Canadian or American players, once they leave to Europe, they become just substitutions. They're not really core players. And Davies is just defining all expectations. I know that has nothing to do with the tournament, but I just wanted to point that there, uh, out there because he is a local Canadian boy. So. Um, I just wanted to give him a shout out. <laughs> and once again, I know it's fucking windy outside. This guy's literally cutting his fucking grass outside. I know maybe I should have chosen a better time for the podcast. Classic but uh, you know what? Fuck that guy. He has a fucking job to do. And I have a fucking job to do too. And that's getting the fucking uh, predictions to you guys. And uh, well, <laughs> anyways, yeah, fuck that grass, guys. Fuck him. Let's go to group. Uh, we're going to go group C Yeah, now. so we're going to group C now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is the Group C where our beloved Montreal Impact is playing against Toronto FC, DC United, New England Revolution. So for this bracket, it's a very tough bracket. Um, Montreal has lost their key player in Nacho Piatti, but has acquired Wanayama, which is a very defensive liability and this fucking grass guy keeps following me wherever I go because I think he's a fucking dickhead. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah. So, remind me next time never to take my podcast outside again, especially on windy days like this. Uh, yeah, but going back to it, uh, Toronto FC, I have them in first place at a 2-0-1 record. Montreal Impact following behind them at number two with a 1-0-2. DC United with a 1-2-0 record, which will eventually move out onto the round of 16 because they would have a good enough record to continue on. And New England Revolution falling behind with a 0-3-0 record. Reason why I have DC United at third not being the impact, they lost Wayne Rooney, which is a key, key player. Uh, you know, he was very uh, pivotal in his, um, in his, uh, as his role with the DC United. Problem is, is that there was a lot of controversies. Probably wanted to get the fuck out, got in trouble a couple of times. You know, didn't really establish a good name for himself in DC United, but on the pitch, man, he was an unstoppable force. He propelled this team to barely make the playoffs uh, two years in a row where they started off really crummy and fucking horrible, and then towards the end, he just propelled them and basically carried them up. It's sad that he couldn't stay there longer because the MLS needs superstar caliber players like that, but... um. Yeah, and the Montreal Impact is just a better rounded team. They're more defensive, which could be a problem in this tournament because you can't really base yourself on fucking just getting ties all the time. You literally need yeah. your top dogs to score goals. And I know Max Maruti, which did poorly last season, is really stepping up to the plate this season. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say stepping up to the plate. Yeah, two of his goals were like tippins, but. Uh... He's obviously been. I mean, a goal is a goal, man. You take whatever. You have to be there at the right place at the right time. You know, yeah, like yeah, exactly. But but that's with, the two teams. That's Montreal and uh, in Toronto. Yeah, and then you have DC United uh, at the third place position, which is uh, gonna qualify because, like I said, they have a better record. That they have a better record as a third place team compared oh, to some wait, of the so, other third places. So basically, if there's like like in um, Group A, it has six teams. So there's there's a possibility that three there's possibility out of all the groups that a team a third place team comes out right. Yeah, so it's the best four out of six third place teams that continue on. Okay, so so 
there's a possibility of like a DC United or a Montreal Impact. They finish third in the group. They have a better record than someone who finishes third in Group A, which has six teams, yeah. and they get to go to the round of sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Like let's say they all like there's a chance that they're they have like four or five points and they're a third place team. I, I highly doubt that. But they're not going off the season have... record. They're going off the record you have in the group stage, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. The so, regular okay. season does not count for anything in this tournament. So for it's me, not even for the seedings. Okay, for me, was... for me, I have um, first of all, they have they have a decent defending with good chemistry. They just got this new guy Piatti. He's Argentinian. They got what's his name? They have uh, they have Osuelo, the, 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 one of the best players in the league, and they're well on the team. I think they're going to go far in this tournament. In second place, I have uh, the Impact. Impact probably tying with the same amount of points as um, DC United. DC United just got the guy Flores from uh, South America. He's a Peruvian guy. He's a good player. He's what he's their new player after what's his name left. They got Gressel in the midfield from Atlanta, and they have Iguain. Iguain moved there, and they also have Ola Camara, who used to play for um, LA. He plays for Columbus. He will score goals. So yeah, personally, me, I think uh, DC will be the third team out of one of the one of the teams, or it could be much all impact more than it will be tied on point. Going goal differential, uh, I see them being the, one of the third place teams that go on record. And going back with DC United, like yeah, they do have Higuain, but this is a very aged and slow Higuain. I mean, I know he was never a fast. No, he's he, he's not a fast player, but he was a person who will bring the the ball into the box. He, He's like a Piatti, a natural Piatti for the impact. But the thing is that he does have age. If I'm not mistaken, he is 35 or 36 yeah, years old. Yeah, but he's still a threat and... to the MLS. If he has PO, uh, there's a possibility of anything. And they have uh, Flores. They just got him. He's, uh, he's a good player. He's fast, and he can put the ball behind the net. And they have Camaro. So, you can't rule DC out. Yes, they lost Rooney. Yes, they lost Costa. But at the end of the day, they're still, they're still a threat. They were playing. But, like, just... As a team, completely like compared to like the impact or Toronto, that I just feel like they're not evenly. Like, no, they don't have depth. Uh, they don't have depth like us because the impact of depth in the midfield and up front, up front, you don't have the quality like they have. But with five subs in a tournament like this, when you bring on someone like Lassie, you know, hopefully he comes back because he's they're, they're doing it so Nah, he's. A, I, I think everyone that was injured before that is gonna. Is gonna no, no, but he's not, not back. Uh, Bologna right now, I think. Uh, if I'm mistaken. You have to redo a loan spell with them because it's soccer. It doesn't go by season. It goes by so time ends up. You know, whatever happens, you have to redo it. It's not like in hockey where it goes by seasons. It, go, it goes by time in uh, soccer. So I think um, if they bring last year with five subs, you, Montreal have a lot of players who, who who come off the bench and do an impact. Obviously, not Jackson Amell. He's a bum. So we rule him out right away. But then again, they are missing a striker, well, yeah, well, which is fucking important in this tournament. Well, we have a versatile players, like someone like Boyan. Hopefully, this guy could do something. He hasn't done much, but like example, he hasn't had much time to develop. He hasn't had a full season yet. Not develop. I would say more. Uh, get into the, get into the groove. Like like remember Alejandro Silva, who this guy took six, seven games to get into the groove, and then we sold him. But whatever. But yeah, so I think those three teams, Montreal, Toronto, and DC. And uh, also, going back to the Camara part, I think the Impact have had a fucking horrible past against Camara. He's literally the Impact killer. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Kai Camara, it's Ola Camara. I didn't, I didn't see his first name, I just said Camara. Yeah, but both <laughs> Camaras do, do, do a dent to uh, the Impact. They make Joey sweat. Yeah, it's the it's it's the older one, basically the one that always goes from team to no. team because apparently it's a bad he, attitude. He's the it's not the one uh, the the African one. It's the Nor- I think it's the Norwegian. It's one. not it's not that no, one. No, it's He played in LA. He's uh oh, it's the younger yeah, he's one. Yeah, the Norwegian one. He's thirty years old. He's still young. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my bad. Well, like he's, he's if anything, he's better than the other Camaro. So. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So that's well, the I, still- I have. Uh, Coming out of that group, so we want to do group uh, group D now on the west. Yeah, group D. So we just finished with another Eastern team. Now we're going back to the west. So now we have Rio Salt Rio Salt Lake, Colorado Rapids, Minnesota United, Sporting Kansas City. So 
and that t- uh, and that group, Sporting Kansas City, is by far the more superior team. So I'm putting them at three zero and zero. Rio Salt Lake two one and zero. Colorado Rapids zero two and one. And Minnesota United zero two and one. Colorado finishes above Minnesota United because of a, uh, a surplus of more goals. The pre- the reason why I put Minnesota so low is that even though their record was two zero and zero before the cancellation of the regular season was because I still do not have a lot of faith in them. I've seen them all the other years, and they really never proved anything. And two games is so little of amount of games played to even establish, like, how much um, of a team has, like, adapted to the league and how more superior that they, they are to, uh, to the other teams. And Colorado Rapids, uh, I don't really, like, see them as a threat compared to Real Salt Lake and Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City is a... Uh, contending team. They have a very good team. Real Salt Lake is just like, I would say that they're a little bit up there in age now. Uh, they're not as competitive as they used to be, but they're good enough to surpass Colorado Rapids and Minnesota United. So, uh, do you agree with that list? No, not really. I would uh, have obviously Sporting Kansas number one. They're well on the team. I don't know much about the team, but they always somehow do good, so I'm going to put them number one. Number two, I'll put Minnesota. Because in the last three years, Minnesota's been in the league. They've slowly progressed better and better. I don't think the record shows that, but they have people like Ike Paro. They've got this new Amarima guy. They have um, Alonzo in the midfield. So I think they could do better than they did. And then I have RSL, Ted Blast. Who cares about that team? <laughs> and, um, and then I have Colorado. Just Colorado's just, I don't know. They they get a good player, he goes away. Get a good player, he goes away. So, I don't know. They have Camara, but at the end of the day, I don't think they they have enough. To do Kamara, but Camara is a threat. He is he, a threat. So but... Even though he gets older and he may have like problems within like the organization of teams that he always uh, leaves. That's why he's he's not a guy who really stays put. He's a guy who moves all, uh, around yeah. a lot. But um. He's still a threat, even though his age is up there. I think he's 34 now, yeah, but, if I'm not mistaken. 34, 35. I don't, it doesn't matter. But uh, honestly, for him in Colorado, I don't think they have enough. So, like I said, they're going to be dead last. So, I have um, – I have um, Colorado last in Minnesota. And then I have uh, Sporting Kansas City number one. And RSL, either dead last in Colorado or just above them. But that's a, that's not a that's not an exciting group. There's not many. Uh... Nah, not really. No one really cares about these teams. I mean, if you are fans of these teams, yeah. I apologize. No, if you're a fan of the team, it's good. But like, like if, from an outsider looking in, no, it's not interesting. Every other, there's no like they're all like MLS like caliber players. You know what I mean? There's no one that really like stands out. Well, they have one of the best defensemen in uh, in Minnesota with Ike Paro. But anyways, yeah. So that group is. Uh, it's not the best. Okay. Uh, group E. Uh, it's an Eastern uh, group. So, this is the last yeah. Eastern group. Uh, this is probably the toughest group in the East, apart from Group C, which is a little bit uh, close to Group E when it comes to the caliber of players on the teams. But I just feel like this this group is literally, like, Three teams that are like very, very like dangerous, and it's one team that's obviously shit. But uh, <laughs> so in Group E, so we have Atlanta United as the top seed, three on O. Second place following New York Red Bulls, two one and O. Columbus Crew, one two and O. And FC Cincinnati, zero three and O. Okay. So who do you have? So so you have Atlanta first, New York, and Columbus and Cincinnati. Yeah. So yeah. me, I'm thinking obviously you're gonna put Atlanta up front. I'm not sure if Martinez will be back, but even if that, they're still a uh, deep team. They've lost a couple players in Almiron last season, mid-season, and they lost Gressel in the midfield. But honestly, they're still the better, best team, one of the best teams in the East. So I'll have them first. Then I have um, New York. And then I have Columbus, and I think Columbus will be coming out. Um, like the, like I have for Group C with like with the three teams coming out and Cincinnati dead last they haven't proven anything they it's just they have some good players but not enough to 
It's not there yet. They're not established. So, like I said, Atlanta, New York, Columbus, and that'll be the, one of the groups that have three coming out because of the record and goal differential. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, then again, we have to consider that New York Red Bulls have lost their striker in Wright Phillips. Yeah, but he, he, wasn't, he wasn't playing much last season. He was a guy who they wanted to sub on. He, he didn't really fit in the team last season. I would watch some of the playoff games, and I watched the games. They, they would they would kind of honestly force him onto the field, and hopefully have the score. But he, he didn't fit, and that's why he moved to uh, LA. So yeah. So this is the last group before we this get the to the round group. of sixteen. This is my favorite group with the most exciting uh, players involved in. Three out of the four teams. This is so rigged. Honestly, uh, wait, before you go along, the MLS, the way I had a live stream yesterday, it is so easy to rig. They had a representative for each team. Once they got into a group, they picked out of a red ball, and they just picked a number. It's so easy. There's some, every, every group has a rival. It's so fixed, but yeah, I don't know. The MLS didn't want yeah, boring well, matchups, so that's why I think they fixed this. <laughs> I think they did it like on purpose because... To make it more well, exciting. They, they said it's all random. Like, said it's all random. So for them to, to us, it was so sketchy, you know, for like an MLS that's trying to like establish themselves as like one of the best leagues in the, uh, well, you can't the look world. That professional you know? on, on like a Zoom call, anyway. You can't, you can't do something really professional through video chat. So it, it looked kind of cheesy, don't get me wrong, but the way they set it up to pick the balls and the numbers, it's very, very, very easy to rig. At the end of the day, who cares if they rig this? It's 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 a tournament. The season's been written off already, so this this is just a bonus for us. As a Montreal Impact fan, I'm just glad that our group is not like they didn't, they didn't make it too hard, but there's impossible. Good yeah, there's good teams, but it's not impossible. I I still think that despite Tor- facing Toronto FC and like in a weaker DC United, I, I still feel like Montreal Impact has still fared yeah. well. Imagine being in a Group E against Atlanta United and New York Red Bulls. I think we would get fucking demolished. Uh, and like I said, once you get in these tournaments, it's all about momentum. Whoever gets the momentum the quickest, I think they have the advantage throughout the whole tournament. There's no and whoever there's stays no the healthiest too. You know, the MLS is really built on those teams like Portland and all these teams. It's their fans that, that drive the energy. There's none of that. You know, you're going to be hearing when you're watching the team, you're going to be hearing the people yelling on the field. It's going to feel like you're at a, a men's state game, you know. So that it's, I, once you get momentum and chemistry, that's, thing, that's what's going to drive the team to win. So moving to Group F, like we yeah. said, the hardest group, the best group um, pinned I, against I each other. I have teams coming out of this group. Yeah, me too. So do I. I have Los Angeles FC with a 3-0-0 record. They're just the best team in the league. They have Diego Rossi, which is an unstoppable force. And um, I think they're really going to demolish just everybody. Diego Rossi, I know they're not just... talking about uh, Carlos Vela. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel in this tournament, Diego Rossi is just going to fare oh, better. No, I think. Vela is licking his lips when he, when he comes up with this the impact. Like, Final, <laughs> he's going to be like, who are these French fucks? You know? they're, they're the best dynamic duo. I just feel Diego Rossi. Yeah, for sure. They have more than Diego Rossi. He's a pivotal player. And they also have uh, White Wright Phillips off the bench, too. So, Wait, isn't Wright Phillips for a Galaxy? No, he plays for LA. FC. Oh, wow, wow. Well, he's he's up, but in a tournament like this, yeah, he doesn't have much in the tank left, so he, he might just pull it out here, you know? It's good to win a trophy and then fuck off and then just say, you know what? Uh, it's Honestly, over, guys. in this kind of tournament, personally, I don't think, let's say there's, there's coaches who have a year left. You know, there's this and that players, all if you don't do much this year. I think this season is just going to skip over to next because this season, if, if you don't win at all, then it's whatever. But there's teams like the Impact and smaller teams who who need that money at the end, you know, and like the recognition of winning would be good for them. But at the end of the day, it's hardly doubt they're gonna win. But yeah, let's continue on Blue here. Okay, perfect. So um, Los Angeles FC with a three and one record, LA Galaxy going one one and one. Uh, that that means it would be tied with the Portland Timbers with the same record. And Galaxy, I just think they would be able to score more goals. That's why I have them at number two. And Houston Dynamo, those guys are literally getting ass raped. I don't I feel so sorry for those guys. They're literally against three of the best teams, not only in the West, but in the the whole league. 
and Houston Dynamo fans, I feel so sorry. I wouldn't even watch this tournament if I were you guys. It's just a pure, like, fucking disaster for you guys. You guys are, like, going in there with high hopes and stuff, you know. And if you guys really, dis- like, just, like, fucking finish one or two, like, in this fucking group, I congratulate you guys. Like, I honestly think like you guys I said, deserve the fucking Like I said, the possibility a team like that does go through because of momentum and lucky goals, you're playing a group stage. So if you win one game, then a team like LA somehow tie and lose a game and you're playing them in the last game, whoever wins almost goes through. And then at the end of the day, it's just a, it could be a lucky goal. But for me, I'll have LAFC number one. Number two, I have uh, Portland. And then three, I have LA very close to Portland, but they'll be the third team coming out of the group. Well, they did lose Latin, which no, but they have, so they, fucking they, Every time LA... Um, Gets a player, they um, they they need to replace a player. Like hard to replace Latan, don't get me wrong, but they got that Argentinian guy in Pavel, and I think he's a decent player that can put the ball behind the net. Or, but even even, but they also got they also lost um, Katai. He's a decent uh, winger slash midfielder who can move the ball. But he something happened with his wife or, uh, with his wife and racism online, so they cut ties with him. So yeah. That's, that's a pretty big loss. What? I mean, it's a pretty big loss. Do I think that they should have punished him in that way? No. Well, the wife should have Such a heavy topic. You, you can't take any risk. If he says something, you don't want it to damage your brand. So at the end of the day, you just got to cut ties with him. And I don't think there was a strong connection there in the beginning because he left Chicago, went to LA. And I don't think there he was, hasn't spent much time there. So I think they just got rid of him as soon as possible. He's an old player too, so yeah. And uh, going back to the galaxy, like even though Zlatan was a was a f- basically the best in the league, I would say when it comes I'd to like he, the the, yeah. the best branded name available sure. uh, in the MLS. But obviously, you have Carlos Vela and you have Diego Rossi established. You have Martinez from Atlanta United as well that were uh, basically making their names in the MLS. So you got MLS caliber superstars, but Zlatan overall was the most uh, accomplished superstar yeah. in that league. But also got to remember, and... we were forgetting they just got Chicharito, so Hernandez. Yeah, Chicharito, of course. How can I forget him that? And, him um, and him so... and uh, Pavel up front is uh, it's, it's a good it's, it's a good dynamic they have there. They used to call him the superstar sub on with Manchester United because, like, literally, like every time he would get on, he would always create something. He'd always do something to to help the team prepare. Yeah, he was a guy in win. Europe who, before he went to Germany, he was a guy who fought on Real Madrid, United. Then he went to Germany. He did his did good, and then he got another contract, but didn't work out in Europe for too long. And he came to the MLS and tried to prove himself. Well, I mean, he was also in Mexico too, right? Uh, I'm not sure, but um, I don't know if it was recent. Was he recently in Mexico? He might have I, I think that's where he came from because there was rumors for the last three years that, that he was supposed yeah, to go to sure the... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he um, came from Mexico, but like the, in the recent years, his best seasons have been in, in Germany, in Bundesliga. He was playing... Let me check. I'm, up, I'm actually curious. Where he was before LA. Before LA, he was in Sevilla. He was in the Spanish league. Oh, he was in he Spanish was in Sevilla, league. Yeah. Okay. But he didn't. He didn't play. He only played nine games. Oh, and then oh yeah, it's true because he was in West Ham before that. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He was in England as well. West. But yeah, Ham. Manchester United, 103 games, 37 goals. I think his best goal per uh, per game ratio is in uh, Bayern, uh, Leverkusen, in Germany. 58 games, 20 yep. goals, and that's when he proved himself. That's when West Ham wanted to bite bite on him and come back to the Prem, but he didn't work out. He only had 16 goals in 55 games, so he had le- he had uh, almost half. So yeah, so yeah, so he has uh, zero goals for them in two games, but uh, he's a guy who could uh, be a threat for sure. He's Perfect. one of the best in the league. Yeah, of course. Uh, Chicharito is a very forgotten name because he's newly acquired. And if, and if he's playing uh, LA, FC, he's going to be battle of the Mexicans and he's going to prove that he's a better Mexican than uh, Vela, you know? Uh, obviously, like, the uh, the Mexicans in this league are fantastic players. They're one of, like, the most exciting yeah, players probably in the league. The, the odds moment. of the MLS rigging this is even more. The battle of LA, they want that in the first round, you know? Well, I think that's going to be the first game because of the, the tournament. MLS, uh, of, I mean, of their group. The sorry. reason why I think the MLS probably 
uh, rigged this. Like, obviously, there's no proof, but let's say they did. It's because you want big matches in the beginning, so people, so you have people who stay and watch the whole tournament. You know, because what are the? You have Montreal, Toronto, one of the biggest rivalries in the league. You have LA, LA. You have. I'm surprised it would have been too much of a rig if it was the both New York teams, but they still have a chance to play each other. In, uh... And they're trying to create something with the Battle of Florida. Orlando City and Inter yeah. Milan, like they're trying to yeah. like add some some some. But they have I don't think they, that, if they played each other, if they did, I don't know. But I, like I said, the games before this tournament was, was. They are playing each other, by the no, way. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not they're saying they're not playing each other. Before this tournament, have they played each other? I don't think so. They only had two or three games max, so I doubt they played each other. Well, everyone's gonna be playing at their best, yeah, I think. I sure. mean, or at least attempting to in this tournament because it's a. Uh, once three games are done, it's either pack your bags and go back home, or you're 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 in it to win. Yeah, it okay. And continuing as so far as you do, can uh, go. Let's do let's um, do the first um, round of sixteen in the East. The round of sixteen. Yeah. Okay, so we have. Uh, so the way I based it is because I highly doubt they're gonna go the World Cup they're not, way. Where but they're, uh, I think they're gonna do seeding. The, so the top teams that get the most like, points. I think they're gonna play the team that this week then by by record, like the third place team. You know what I'm saying? They have to, oh, that's the well, only the way, way they I, can do it. That's fair. Well, the way I put it is that like the two top teams in Group A, B, C, D, E, F are gonna like face each other, no, and then the winners of Group A and B There's face no each way other. Do that. They won't do that. Personally, I think the way they're... that kind of fucks up my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> you can change it up. Um, I think they're gonna have to do because since there's 26 teams and there's 16, so basically 10 teams are not making it. So there's some groups are gonna like you said they're gonna have the uh, three teams coming up on um, the, the the record. So I I think um, they're gonna do whatever team that squeaks out with the record. They're gonna play the, the, the top teams. So example, let's say from Group A we had I had uh, Miami and New York and Philadelphia coming out three teams, right? Yeah. Wait, so how many three teams? Is we that, have making too many for, the, for it's, it's four. It's four out of the six teams. Uh, the group, sorry, that have the best record in the third place uh, seed. Okay. Basically, okay. So for me, I have uh, so round of sixteen. I put we'll put uh, I'll put I'll put New York. I'll put New York with uh, third place team. Uh, wait, I'm doing something. Um, uh, maybe I have them. I'll put <laughs> DC. So I'll put New York versus DC. That's a possibility. Okay. Well, I'm gonna even though my well, it's my not confirmed. So you can, you can continue your bracket. They they haven't really explained that. Okay. Uh, how they're gonna do the seating? Yeah, they haven't they haven't really they haven't really like expanded past the uh the group yeah, stage. Exactly. So I'm gonna continue with my bracket. So the way I'm basing it is the first and second seed teams are facing each yeah. other and branching off to face the next um group. So let's say group the winners of Group A face the winners of Group B. So. I have Chicago versus Orlando, which is first and second place team in Group A. Chicago is the winner over Orlando. Seattle versus FC Dallas, which is Group B. Uh, I have Dallas coming out of that. Toronto versus Montreal. This is not biased. I just think um, in this game, I think Montreal might be parking the bus a little bit if they get a goal or playing very defensive and really trying to uh, diminish Toronto's attack. So I think somehow they're going to squeak through that. So I have Montreal over Toronto. Sporting Kansas City versus Real Salt Lake. I have Sporting Kansas City. Atlanta versus uh, New York Red Bulls. I have Atlanta. LAFC versus LA Galaxy. LAFC. So that's... Then you, have, you, have, um, you have to put yeah. four more teams in there. Yeah. So... For my four teams that make it out of the uh, the six mm-hmm. group, um, I filled off your union at uh, first place. The reason why I have them as first place with the best record is because their group is very weak. That's I like. Yeah, that's they have a lot. It's very it's weak. A very mediocre team. There's no uh, standalone team that for sure gonna win it. You know, Portland Timbers. I have them on number two because they're they they tied with LA so you have Galaxy's Portland record. Who? So the way I based it is that first faces fourth and second okay, faces so, third. So Philadelphia Union is gonna face Columbus Crew, and Portland Timbers are gonna face DC United. Okay, so who do you have winning out of those two groups? So uh, Philly versus Columbus. I have uh, Columbus. 
because I think Philly's time of getting lucky against easy teams is in a diminish, mm-hmm. and Columbus is a better round the team. Then Portland versus DC, hands down Portland. Yeah, for sure. Ah, uh, so it's going, close, but yeah. You don't you don't uh, agree with that? Uh, well, it's your bracket, so mine's gonna be different. But if I had to do those well, two teams, I, I probably I don't know. Portland has more chemistry. DC doesn't. Honestly, it's a toss up. It doesn't matter. So whatever you picked, I'll pick. Okay, so I have Chicago versus Dallas in the quarterfinals. Now we're starting with the quarterfinals. So we have um, Dallas winning versus who? Seattle. Yeah, because it's basically the winners of Group A and B are facing each other. Okay, go. That's the way I put it. Montreal versus uh, Real Salt Lake. So I have that's group. The winners are Group C versus Group D. Salt Lake. I think uh, Montreal's time is going to come to an end versus Salt Lake. Salt Lake. Okay, yeah. that's, your, that's your opinion. Continue. But no, come on! I want to hear well, your opinion. Well, this is not my bracket. Why, 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 I asked why do you, you say your bracket. I'm gonna say mine, and it's, you could. Okay. Personally, I think what you're going to do is But you could continue. Atlanta versus LAFC. This game, like, like it was stated in the rules, um, if a game is tied, it goes to, uh, directly to penalty shootouts. So, in this, I have Atlanta winning in penalty shootouts versus LAFC. Okay. And then what you so then you're going to the west now, no? Yeah. Uh sorry, my bad. I meant LAFC comes out uh, against Atlanta and, and Pens because LAFC has firepower. Yeah, the, the best dynamic duo. I just don't think Atlanta is gonna it all depends win Martinez against him. I don't think he's there. But that's the he's problem, gonna, and that's why I because quit. right now he was out for the whole season. And it's and the season yeah, would be, not even the, the whole season, season would be uh, I think just at halfway right now. So, like Atlanta have a very very good team, very structured team, but the problem with them is that Martinez is their best player. He was the best player with the amount, the best amount of goals. Yeah, he's not there. You have to, and huge, he's not there. Huge blue, a blow for them. He put Atlanta on the map. He propelled them to win their first championship yeah, as sure, well. Sure. Okay, so that. And was it the first year or second year they won? won? The second year, I think, the third year. But the first okay. year they went far too. Oh, they they win like mid yeah. playoffs, so not too far, but like decent for a first year. Yeah, and then Columbus is Portland. Portland uh, uh, overtaking Columbus semifinals. So as you can tell, all the Eastern teams are eliminated by that by now. Uh, I have Dallas versus Real Salt Lake. So I have Real Salt Lake. Winning and LAFC versus Portland, and LAFC wins. Uh, I have LAFC versus Real Salt the Lake as the finals, and LAFC demolishes them. To be honest, I I doubt Real Salt Lake will make it that far, but the MLS would hate a final like that. I just feel about two West teams in the final just because of the thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to – I don't think Real Salt Lake is going to make that far. That's my takeaways from, from your bracket. You have a lot of uh, – you don't have There's, any upsets. You, because the, you have the best team winning all the time, but uh, okay. Well, not really because the problem why going back to Montreal versus Real Salt Lake, the reason why I have them winning is because I feel Montreal is a very inconsistent very team. Awesome. And I feel like during that time – I don't think they're going to, like, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think they're going to be able to establish enough chemistry or their their image of what they're trying to build under the, right now. The impact and, had the most time for this season with CONCACAF, uh, with a couple of few other teams from the U.S., they've had the most time playing each other. They had, they had three games in CONCACAF, and they had two or three games in the MLS, so... That's I think that's I, I you could take advantage from that, but at the end of the day, it's momentum. So for me, round of sixteen in the East, I have uh, New York playing. Um, I have New York playing Columbus because I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna do the seeding like like I said, Group A. Uh, let's say they have a team that's three and zero. They're gonna they're gonna the team that just squeaked in with the 
with the third um, the third place like squeaking thing, I think they're gonna be the ones who get picked for that. So I, I have New York and Columbus playing, and then I think the winner the winner of that I have it's gonna be a tough one, but it'll probably be Columbus. And then after that I have uh, Toronto Montreal. I think Toronto wins. Then I have Atlanta and uh, New York Red Bulls. I have Atlanta. And then I have um, Miami versus a possible West team. So I put maybe Portland. And I think uh, Portland will win. So we have winners will be uh, Columbus, Toronto, um, Atlanta. And then um, we have uh, Portland. Those are the four, I have the four teams in the round of 16 going through. Because I'm going to do East, and then I'll do West, okay? So, okay. So I have good. You have Columbus versus Toronto. I'll have Toronto going and winning that just because they have better depth. They have more chemistry. And the only new player that came in that has to adapt is the guy, Piatti guy. So if he's not doing good, then... It's it's not a big deal because they have players who are big enough to uh, go through. And then I have Atlanta. You have Atlanta and Portland. I'm thinking uh, Portland just because they they have all the players and Atlanta doesn't. Atlanta's best players aren't there. And then it will be um, it will be Portland versus Toronto, and I think Toronto's gonna go to the finals. Just like I said before, they have one of the best teams in the league. And the, the owner consistently consistently puts the money into the team, so I have them going to the finals, and then we'll go to the West again. We'll have Seattle versus Dallas, and I think Seattle is the superior team by far. And in the third place team I have um, there going uh, is going to be Vancouver, so I think Vancouver is going to play LAFC. So it will be Vancouver versus LAFC, and LAFC is going to make it through. Then we have um, Minnesota versus um, uh, Sporting Kansas City. I have uh, Minnesota going through. And then I have LAFC. What did I did I say? LAFC already? Yeah, against um, Vancouver. Okay, so be the, okay. And then I have uh, LA Galaxy versus uh, another third place team, which is uh, you're gonna have to go back to the East for that, I think, right? Yeah, so that, then I'm going to have a Philadelphia. Yeah. So the uh, LA versus Philadelphia, I think LA is going to win. Then we have Seattle versus um, Seattle versus, um, what do you call that? Minnesota. I think Seattle is going to make it for sure. And then we have LA, LA versus uh, LA, right? Yeah. I think yeah. LA is gonna LAFC is gonna win, so it'll be Seattle LAFC in the finals, and I think it's gonna be upset, and I think LAFC is gonna lose, and it'll be Seattle going to the finals versus Toronto, a rematch of back to back years, of a couple of years ago, or was it last year? Wasn't it Portland that won last year? No, it was Seattle. MLS Seattle won. I think it's gonna be rematch of Toronto and Minnesota. I think I think that's I think that's match my bracket. I Toronto, and then I think uh, it's uh, I think Seattle's gonna win. So basically, it's like the fourth time I think they're okay, facing so, each other okay, last year was in a final. Last six oh, wait, years. So last year was Seattle versus Toronto, and then in 2017 it was Seattle versus Toronto. So I and Toronto and Seattle both won like opposite years. So I'm gonna take uh, Seattle, but it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be a good final. Wait, but this is the third or fourth time they're facing if each other in the, the final. If this happens, it'll be the third time they face each other in the final. In out of the three, out of the four last years, it'll be like mm. the, the Cavaliers and uh, the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, but the problem with that is that I just with this tournament, I think it enables a new champion. And for me, like 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 I was saying before, um, I think LFC is gonna win it, and the most valuable player is gonna be Diego Rossi uh, for this tournament. Like I said, Carlos Vela, fantastic player, part of the the best dynamic duo in the league at this moment. But I just think Diego Rossi is gonna propel 
uh, as a more complete player, helping uh, LAFC win this championship. It's a, this it's year, a good, uh, first it's a good championship. Like I said, this tournament is a toss-up. We could have a very shitty final or a decent final. And I don't think it's going to go too shitty because I don't think uh, the, 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 the lower-end teams are going to make it this far in the tournament like this, where all the pressure is on one game. And I have a, my upset is LAFC. I think Seattle – I don't think Seattle is a better team, but I think in a tournament game, when a winner takes all, I think there's a possibility after Seattle could be straight. And don't forget, we also have uh, Laurent Simon. Uh, he's not the player he Toronto. was in Montreal. So I don't think Simon is a threat to anybody anymore. He was the best player, one of the best defensemen. He won defenseman of the, of the year a few years back, but he's not the player he was anymore. After he came back from Belgium, he lost his touch, I think. But I, I would, I would. Even well, so you think he was good I, I still think he would be a good fit back in Montreal, but I don't think he. I, I. But that was love. I think he's probably upset at us because of what happened with our last coach. He's the, well, the reason, reason why, why they got rid of him. Remy Gard wanted to change the team, and one reason why Remy Gard failed as a coach in Montreal is because he tried to do too many changes so quick that it caught up to him. That's why he got fired. And one of them is getting rid of Simon because I think Simon would have been still playing with the Impact today. I mean, even though we have Raitala and he's he'll be back. In, we, we got Edwards who, yeah. Everyone, everyone on the Montreal Impact roster will be back. And sorry for the uh, listeners that are listening to this. We're not trying to make it a Montreal Impact podcast. It's that we're very familiar with them because we're based in Montreal. So we just um, have more to say considering our own team. But, uh, yeah, so uh, as you guys listened, uh, we had two different uh, scenarios of how it's going to continue past the group stage. Um, it might go my way. It might be his way. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We haven't even got there. We have to wait all the way till July 8th for the actual group stage to start. But I just wanted to take the time to thank Jason Alper for coming on my podcast today. Um, not only that, uh, I apologize for the background stuff. Uh, with the uh, the fucking guy cutting his grass and uh, the kids playing around. I just wanted to base it outdoors today. Sometimes we try new things and this doesn't work out. So I'll make sure next episode I won't do it outside. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, watch the rest of my videos that I posted. And thank you so much, yeah, no Jason, problem, once again. Have a nice day, everybody.